Shall we begin? Let's begin In all forms of writing, conclusions are really, really important. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Helikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. Whether you're writing a discussion post, a discussion response, a major assessment, whatever, it's so important to really think about the last thing your reader reads. Yes. So your conclusion, which is our topic this month, might be a single sentence depending on the length of the document. Our website explains a conclusion for most course papers is usually one paragraph that simply and succinctly restates the main ideas and arguments, pulling everything together to help clarify the thesis of the paper. A conclusion does not introduce new ideas. Instead, it should clarify the intent and the importance of the paper. It can also suggest possible future research on the topic. And while I think this is a helpful definition, I think we can dig a bit further into what this means for you as a scholarly writer. Right. So we try our best to make our resources as clear and helpful as possible. But Casey and I thought it would be helpful to really break these sentences down and unpack what this asks for, what our conception of a strong conclusion looks like. Exactly. So ultimately, your conclusion serves to, unsurprisingly, conclude your documents. <laughs> There's an older post on our blog. It's titled, And So in Conclusion, I Will Now End My Paper and This Relationship. <laughs> and I really like this post because I think it provides a clear and kind of funny sense of what we mean when we say you want to pull everything together and clarify the thesis. So you can probably get a sense of the post from the title, but basically the idea is that there are multiple aspects that result in someone wanting to end a relationship, but the final point is that the relationship is over. The post is pretty entertaining. It really goes into how an academic conclusion resembles the breakup (laughs) of a romantic relationship. Right. So if my thesis is I am unhappy in this relationship, I'd present reasons I'm unhappy as the main ideas of my body paragraphs. And then the takeaway is it's over. (laughs) So one reason I especially like this metaphor is the idea of how I personally might want to be broken up with, I guess. (laughs) I'd like to know what went wrong, but I wouldn't want the final moments to be a complete repetition of all the things that made my partner unhappy. Once would really be enough. So (laughs) that's how I feel about a conclusion that reads like an abrupt repeat of what I just read. Yes. So you don't want to repeat exactly what you said in your paper with all the detail. You want to more summarize it, hit those main points again with new sentences as sort of a refresher. I like to think of a conclusion as a concluding argument in a debate. You've made your points, so you've gone through all the information with your audience already, and you're just reminding them again of what those points were briefly before you leave them. I've mentioned before that I'm working on my dissertation right now, and while I'm writing in the Modern Language Association or MLA style, which is a bit different than APA, in all forms of writing, conclusions are really, really important. And because of that, I usually like to write both my introductions and my conclusions after I've completely written the body portion of my text. Yes. Definitely. So the introduction, writing the introduction last, I think, is kind of optional, but you should 
definitely write your conclusion last. <laughs> you should definitely write your conclusion after you finished your draft. You might want like a general bullet pointed version beforehand to sort of help you if if that sounds helpful to you. But your draft is going to change as you write. Uh, you might not end up hitting the points you think you're going to hit when you start writing. So you can't really write your conclusion that sums up all those main points until after you have a pretty decent, solid draft of those main body points and a developed thesis. I also think it can be really helpful to use a reverse outline after you've got the main portion of your draft written, because this will help you format a strong conclusion. So that way you can make sure that you're staying on topic, that the body paragraphs all support your thesis and you're not going off onto a tangent. But then you can also consider what do I ultimately want to say? What has all of this led up to? What's the takeaway? Right. We talked about reverse outlines in a previous episode, and we have some other great resources that I'll link in our show notes as well, if that sounds like a good approach that would be helpful to you. Another thing I'd like to think about with conclusions is, does it mirror my introduction? Do both your introduction and your conclusion reflect the same general purpose and specific points covered? If not, you definitely want to give your document another look over and be sure you're summing up what's actually in your draft and that your introduction provides that as well. The conclusion can, as Casey noted, be a nice revision tool and a chance to check in on the rest of your document. Definitely. You can use the conclusion as a way to check back on the rest of your draft. Another thing that we wanted to note that is a little different than conclusions you might read in other writing venues is that you shouldn't have source information in your conclusion. Yes, yes. I see this all the time in course papers. Mm -hmm. Me too. And so although in other writing venues you might end with an inspirational quote or touch on an additional statistic, at Walden, you're revisiting those key points that you already wrote about, so there really shouldn't be any need for additional citations or source information in your conclusion. And if you do have some great source information and you're finding that you want to put it in your conclusion, it should probably be in the body of your draft since <laughs> it supports one of your main points. Mm -hmm. So just because you have evidence doesn't mean you have to just delete that. You can just move it to a different part of your paper. Including new information or source information in the conclusion can also make your reader feel like maybe they missed something while reading through your draft. So you want it to be more of a quick review that reaffirms what they already read rather than a new point. Right. So similarly, you don't want to zoom out too far in your conclusion. While you want to have some takeaways in general, if your draft is about Johnny's case study and how you treat his alcoholism, for example, your conclusion probably shouldn't talk about how we can cure alcoholism as a whole. That's mm -hmm. just too far beyond the scope of what you actually talked about in your paper. A conclusion is sort of a cheat sheet for your paper for your reader. If they skipped right to the conclusion and didn't read any of the rest of your paper. They should have a decent idea of the main points and purpose of the draft just from reading that conclusion. So that's something you can keep in mind too. As you work on your conclusions, also keep in mind that you want to be succinct and reiterate main points, but not all the details. Write your conclusion last and then use it to check the cohesion with the rest of your paper as well. We will have some additional resources to support you in our show notes. And until next time, keep writing. Keep inspiring. 
WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog and at writing support at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.